Hello and welcome to here's Johnny's Reviews and part 2 of Carpenter Cult Classics. Last week was The Fog, next week will be Prince of Darkness, wrapping up will be They Live. But today's is Christine the Killer Car, based off a Stephen King book which wasn't published yet when the screenplay was getting written. That's a power of Hollywood for you, the book's not even out yet and they bloody steal up their movie rights. However, this was the early 80s and King's books were getting snapped up with successes of Carey, The Shining and Salem's Lot, this thing was a no-brainer. So with Carpenter attached after his critical failure of The Thing and the budget of $9 million which pulled in 21.2, here it is, Christine! Starring Keith Gordon, John Stockwell, Alexandra Paul, Rob Prosky and Harry Dean Stanton, directed by John Carpenter. The plot, a high school geek fed up being getting pushed around, buys an old car and falls in love with it. The car, however, is haunted and is pure evil. As a geek fixes the car, the car changes him into a cocky, cocky greaser. Can the Greeks, the Greeks, can the geeks' friends break the spell, or is he doomed? So the movie opens up on a car assembly line and the birth of the evil car Christine, a 1958 Plymouth Fury in blood red with silver white decals. Notice how all the other cars in this factory is white. Why was this red one all of a sudden produced? Where did it get red paint from? Hmm, interesting. As the car is moving along the assembly line, it snaps its bonnet, that's hood for my American listeners, on the assembly worker's hand, breaking all his fingers, and kills another somehow after he accidentally drops cigar ash in it. All the while, bad to the bone is playing. Fast forward to 1978 and September, the first day of school, and note these opening shots are the same streets used in Halloween. As we're introduced to Dennis Gilder, played by John Stockwell of Top Gun, Nixon, and Friday the 13th, the series. He honks his horn impatiently, trying to get his best friend out of this house, or ability for school. This ticks off the mother, Mrs. Cunningham, played by Christine Belford, of multiple TV shows, including Murder, She Wrote, Dynasty, Freddy's Nightmares, and Beverly Hills 90210. As not only is he blasting his horn, but he's also blasting rock and roll music. A stable of this movie. Final witness just to the hero, Arnie Cunningham, played by Keith Gordon of Jaws 2, Dressed to Kill, and A Legend of Billy Jean. He also has directed multiple episodes of a Dexter. One thing, and I've got about these two, how are these best friends? How I would even go as far as saying these are bromance. These are two completely mismatched people. Maybe they're not sure from kindergarten onwards, but it does seem to mesh well. One's a complete geek, another one's an all-out jock. In fact, Arnie is your stereotypical nerdy geek with taped up on a nose guard, but of course, black framed glasses and greasy ass hair. And this is well before black framed glasses were even cool. The jock is driving a mint Dodge Challenger 68, and Arnie is sitting there boasting about how playing Scrabble with his parents and not being able to use fellatio to win the game. Ooh, he's a rebel, he is. Hmm. As they're driving down the road, what else are they talking about by getting laid? Because after all, these are 17 year old boys, and what else do they talk about? Nothing else but pussy, as this movie continues to punches again and again and again. However, Arnie, being the geek, shoots down all Dennis's suggestions of girls. Dennis even goes as far to say, quote, you're carrying around your life savings with your legs. This guy's a real bloody charmer. Hmm. At school, we found out, shocker, Dennis is a popular jock, and even on the football team and all the cheerleaders are falling over themselves to be even next to him. 
and Arnie is a despised little geek. Up walks the quote new girl, Lee Cobalt, played by Alexandra Paul of Baywatch, Dragnet, Shadow 4 and multiple other TV shows. With a quote, body of a slut, according to one of the horny loser geeks. That afternoon, the school bullies, led by Buddy Ripperton, played by William Ostrander of Red Heat and Mahone Drive, are tossing around Arnie's lunch. So down goes Dennis to put a stop to this. I love how these big, strong bullies need to be in a pack of 12 and be armed with what else? A flick blade. And what the hell is it with the 80s and flick blades? I mean, I ask you. To take on one skinny lone geek and spot Stephen Tosh, the guy in Ghostbusters, the one that Peter shocks at the very start of the movie, and Stuart Channard of Friday 13th Part 2 as some of the gangs. Hmm. So the geeks in this gang, but they pick on Arnie because of mm, reasons. Also, this Buddy Repton guy looks but 25, so I'm guessing he's been held back a few years then. Mm. And I love how when the near useless teacher comes in, they all scatter, all but three, including Moochie, played by Malcolm Dancer of Independence Day and Godzilla 98. What I also love is this guy Buddy is so stupid, he pulls out a knife and shows it to the teacher. He could have just quite have denied him having a knife, but now he pulls it out like a moron. Oh yes, and by the way, John Travolta wants to look back from Greece. I mean, for God's sake, he's got the hair, the sideburns, the black t-shirt, the, the gang. Oh, dear God. After school, Dennis is driving Arnie home, and here he fussets eyes on Christine, which he buys from a creepy owner, George LeBay, played by Robert Blossom, of Close Encounters of a Third Kind. Escape from Alcatraz and Home Alone, a movie I covered it last month. Check my archives. He tells Arnie this was his late brother's car and he's had it since it was new off the lot. However, the car put him through literal hell. Arnie doesn't listen, however, and buys the hunk of junk for $250, even after the old man warned him not to bring it back if things go awry. Arnie doesn't even listen to Dennis's valid concerns over the piece of trash beat up car. Going home, Arnie's parents are pissed and rightly so after Arnie buys this rust bucket. So his mother blows a gasket and tells Arnie the car will not be kept at her home. He drives it to the local scrapyard owned by Darnell, played by Robert Prosky of Last Action Hero, Mrs. Dickfire and Gremlins 2, a movie I also covered check my archives. Darnell drunkenly lets Arnie store Christine at the junkyard after spitting out insults and rolls to the terrified virgin. He also tells them he knew a guy who owned a car just like that one who killed themselves on it. Could this be the same car? Weeks later, Arnie has now fixed up Christine. So much so that Darnell offers Arnie a job to pay for all the scrap he's using, which Arnie throws in his face. Even after Darnell offers him to pay him to do various errands. Are we sure Christine turned him bad? He sounds like a little dickhead. And note, there were 42 cars used. In this movie, and by the end of it, there's only two survived, one of which was given away in a competition which was later sold for $150,000 in 2004. A few days later, Dennis tries and fails to pick up Lee, but she shoots him down. No luck there, pretty boy, because Arnie has bet you there to it. How did Arnie beat him to it? And how the hell did Lee and Arnie first meet? That's not actually covered. Moving on. Later that night, a now cocky, non-glasses-wearing Arnie fights with his parents and brushes off Dennis to fix Christine as they had planned to go and see a movie. This ticks off Mrs Cunningham who expresses her concerns to Dennis about Arnie and the car telling him 
she did some digging into the previous owner who died of CO2 poisoning in the front seat. The next morning, Dennis goes back to the house where Arnie bought the Christine from. However, LeBar tells him the car is pure evil. And once it has its hooks on you, all you can care about is the car. That night, Dennis breaks into the scrapyard and tries to break into Christine, noticing the Speedo has 100,000 miles off it, as the Speedo had a large number on it. One thing I've got about this movie is if Christine can self-repair, then why didn't it do it as soon as Arnie bought it? I get it, it was a rust bucket because Labar hated it. But Arnie loved this thing at first sight, so why not repair itself instead of letting Arnie pour blood, sweat and tears into it? Or did it need this time to work into Arnie's soul? Hmm. At a football game, uh, how is this football? It's rugby, just a more padding. Dennis notices Arnie pulling up in Christine, and it is pristine. So does Buddy and his goons. Too bad for Christine for later. Dennis also sees Arnie's date is Lee. This distracts him so much he gets run over by the entire team, damaging his already fucked up knee. In fact, it puts him in hospital for months with a broken neck and a broken hip, and of course, his bum knee. Weeks later, Arnie visits Dennis in hospital, where he tells Arnie he can longer play football ever. All Arnie can do is talk about Christine and, of course, Lee. Except Christine was foremost in his mind. That night, at a drive through in the pissing rain, Christine tries to kill Lee after Arnie kisses her when she runs off, leaving him with a boner. Christine tries to kill Lee by choking her to death after she badmouths well, Christine. Hmm. Luckily for her, some guy to drive through helps Lee as Arnie just stands there and strokes Christine sinisterly. Lee, understandably so, goes off on Arnie to get rid of the car as he just stood there and watched her choke. But all Arnie can do is act like a horn auto douchebag, so Lee dumps him on the spot. Arnie drives Christine to the scrapyard and here Buddy and his gang smash up the car. So, in reverse Grease Lightning, they smash up the classic car from hell. And why didn't Christine stop then? After all, she wouldn't open up for Dennis, but she opened up for these goons. Hmm. The next morning, a now 50s grazer looking Arnie has sweet-talked Lee into not only taking him back and going on a date with him, but first he must return to Christine to get his wallet, and it's here he sees her smashed up. Arnie snaps at Lee and pushes her away, and then fondles his destroyed car. At dinner with his parents, he snaps again and denounces his parents after they said they would pay for a brand new car. Going so fast to take a swing at his father, this guy is a complete utter arsewipe now. That night, as Arnie swears revenge on the bullies, Christine shows her demonic powers to self-repair herself to withstand Arnie. And note, all these repairs Sean Aaron shot in reverse as Camper filmed this thing upside down and uses winches to pull out the panels. Nowadays that would have been CG and looked like shit. Later, Christine hunts down the bullies one by one. First up is Moochie, who she first runs down and then chases down a blind alley, which he thinks he is safe until she ploughs into him, cutting him in half. And note, the blackened windshield is to show it's Christine doing this and not Arnie. However, in real life, the stunt driver couldn't see where he was going and was driving blind. As Christine is chasing down Moochie, Carpenter uses a sting from Halloween 3. And note, the car in the stunt had a rubber bumper, which someone bought for $300 and is now a show car at multiple car shows. It's now Thanksgiving, 
And Dennis is still in hospital. However, all Arnie can do is gloat about Mochi's death. I guess he's a full-on evil reason now and an uncaring douchebag. Days later at school, Detective Jenkins, played by the late Harry Dean Stanton of Alien at the Green Mile, Twin Peaks, Escape from New York, quizzes Arnie about Christine and how he managed to fix her so quickly. And why didn't the police check up on this vandalism of the car in the first place? Also, why didn't Christine kill Darnell for not having secured her properly? Hmm. The now super greaser Arnie is now head to toe in black and has a I don't give a fuck attitude. The detective goes into graphic details about in what state Mucci was found as he quote had to be scraped off the floor with a shovel and all Arnie can say is but wasn't that we do with shitters scraped up with shovels and he just laughs off the death. That night at 12.30am Arnie calls to threaten Lee because she told the detective in what state Christine was in and indeed how weird Arnie has been acting and forces her to dump him yet again. A month later, Arnie runs Buddy and one of his goons off the road after tailgating them. Buddy returns to his hideout where Christine totals his prized Dodge Challenger and then runs off the Ghostbusters guy pulling him through a gas pump causing it to explode, taking out the Friday 13th guy. Now on fire, Christine hunts down Buddy. Note, not only were the windows blacked out, but this car was on fire and the stunt double did this in one take, completely engulfed in flames. As Christine peels out of the garage, a stunned Buddy watches the thing as the thing goes up in flames and explodes. Now on a run from the flaming car, Buddy runs down the centre of the road. As a synth score thumps again, it's very Halloween 3, also part fog. She just runs him over, leaving him for dead in flames. A now smoking Christine returns to the scrapyard where she kills a shotgun-wielding Darnell, which she does by crushing him with the front seats into the steering wheel. And Darnell's an idiot here. He climbs into the, the car even though he saw nobody in the driver's seat, yet he sits in this thing and gets crushed to death with it. Moron! The next morning, Arnie drives up in Darnell's carry after running an errand out of state. After the detective tells Arnie his boss is dead and Christine, all he can care about is Christine. It's now New Year's Eve. Lee calls Dennis to tell him she's coming over to air her concerns over Christine and the hold she has over Arnie. They hatch a plan to destroy Christine if Arnie doesn't listen to them. As Lee leaves Dennis's, Arnie pulls up in Christine, then mocks Dennis for having a bum knee. Then gets snippy when Dennis talks bad of Christine. Driving down a darkened, badly lit road, a ghoulish looking Arnie not only is drink driving, but he is speeding, making it toast to kill all the quote shitters of 1979. A power mad Arnie shows off Christine's self driving power at 100 plus miles an hour. Move aside, Kit. Then threatens Dennis to be by his side or else. Arnie is now acting coked out of his fucking mind as he goes 110 miles an hour against traffic, showing off how much Christine truly loves him. And almost in tears, Dennis is looking on stunned and gripping the seat for dear life. Next morning, Dennis scratches Darnell's tonight into Christine's hood with his screwdriver. That night, it's a showdown between Dennis, Lee, Christine, oh yes, and a bulldozer. Note, this was actually John Stockwell driving this bulldozer. Also, in some shots, it was Alexander Paul's twin sister, as she played a prank on Carpenter, because Carpenter was a prankster on set. Christine is lying in wait, however, and attacks Lee as she runs 
to the scrapyard's office. She jumps out of the way just in time as Christine smashes into a parked car, ripping off open her grill, showing off her demonic teeth. A now full demonic looking Christine tries time and again to run over Lee. Luckily, Dennis has her against the wall and the bulldozer is defending her. Lee runs to hide in the office as Dennis takes on Christine and a new full on ghoul Arnie with pasty white face and dark eyes sits in the driver's seat. And Christine has now self-repaired herself. She smashes into the office, sending Arnie flying out the windshield. With his dying breath, he lovingly strokes Christine's V with a bloodied finger. Both die. However, Christine goes in for the kill one last time. So Dennis rams her with the bulldozer, wounding her. However, she's not dead yet. As she tries to go in for the kill again. However, Dennis mounts the car and the with the bulldozer crushing it dead. Christine comes back from the dead once again, so Dennis full rounds over the car, crushing it once and for all with his three-ton bulldozer. The next morning, at another scrapyard, Christine has now been cubed. The detective tells Dennis and Lee they are heroes. Christine twitches back into life as credits roll. So, that was Christine, one of the better King adaptations. However, take away the unneeded swearing and this would be a PG. Some great effects, a great score even though it does borrow heavily from other movies social acting and ott violence however i would give this thing a safe five out of ten so come back next week for my look at prince of darkness starring alice cooper and wrapping up the month with they live starring rowdy roddy at piper so don't forget to leave a like comment and subscribe also follow me on twitter at here's johnny's pod or email me move suggestions to here's runs reviews at gmail.com check out my franchise podcast of star wars mad max lost boys blade and more also check out my solo podcast of die hard batman returns nightmare on street 3 and many more and a bye bye